Welcome to Real Brave Live. My name is Dan, and today we are celebrating Pete Townsend's 75th birthday. He's officially 30 years older than me. And we're going to go through the top 10 Who songs. The Who? The Who? The Who? The top 10 Who songs of all time, according to thetop10s.com, which is apparently a, uh, a user-based uh, voting, whatever that means. We'll find Wikipedia. that out in a second. Uh, Real Brave is a music studio. We have an online classroom where you can log in and take lessons with us. It's quite fantastic. It beats Zoom and any of these other things. We developed it. Plus, it has a whole list of things where you can learn how to play your favorite instrument. It's goal-based learning. It's practice pad. And Real Brave is the only place that has it. You can get lessons with a Real Brave instructor, like this guy over here playing guitar, Kevin. And today, we are talking about the Who. Kevin, how are you today here on Real Brave Live? Ooh, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> I really like that, this this one. Oh, that's not, what is that? That is a sus chord. Yeah, uh, but uh, with a G, G and a well, C and a... It's like an F over a G, so it's like an F, A, C with a G and a bass. Neat. Or you can think of it in terms of G with the dominant seventh, the ninth, and the sus four, but it's easier to say. Jesus. Great. Everybody just jumped off a cliff. Right. Okay. So today, the Who. We've discussed the Who. Yeah. We don't like the Who collectively. Well, well, we don't listen to the Who. I'm right. The Who. Right. Um, and Pete Townsend, if you're watching, uh, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to who? Happy <laughs> birthday, dear Pete Townsend. Happy birthday to you. Yeah, you didn't do like a. And many more. There it is. There's. Because that makes it seem like it's gonna, he's going to live longer. Yeah, because it is a dominant seventh chord, which has strong leading tone tendency yeah. to the four chord. Yeah. Thank you, Kevin, for that Please. analysis. So number 10 on the list, I can't explain, which is funny because I can't explain this song at all. Uh, so this song to me, um, uh, I was reading some articles about The Who, and um, they, were, they were part of that British invasion. They were maybe on the like the tail end of it, kind of later, but um, you know everybody thinks about um, the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, even the Kinks. Who? But the Who? Um, yes, also from uh, the the Great Great Britain. Mm -hmm. And um, this song, what's it called again? Uh, I can't explain. I can't explain. It's got. <laughs> it's really got that like '60s sound. Like you could play it to me, and I could say, "Ooh, it sounds like." It sounds like the '60s. It sounds like early. It sounds like early Beatles. Sounds like beads in front of your door, walking in. Right. Uh, some sort of feather in your hair. Yep. And uh, a peyote, probably. That's. I don't think. Doesn't written. sound like peyote. That's that's like the American Southwest, I think, more. That's true. But tea. Sounds like T. Yeah. Yeah. Earl Grey. This is very English. Yeah. <laughs> I can't explain. Jimmy Page played rhythm guitar in the background for the track. I did not know that. Now you do. Wow. And also on other songs from the B-sided Bald-Headed Woman. Okay. The song is a brilliant prop vignette that captures the very essence of what rock and roll means to millions of people. Pete Townsend has described the song to be about a guy who, he writes a lot of lyrics, who can't tell his girlfriend he loves her because he's taken too many tablets of dexotrine, whatever that is. Is that a, like uh, cough syrup? De Dexedrine? De Dexedrine? Yeah. Um. Oh, it's an amphetamine, sorry. Okay. Uh, which explains why he's uh, dizzy in the head in the lyrics of the song. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Sure. So the top 10s has this as number 10. This is probably one of the ones that I don't know at all. It was on their compilation Meaty, Beady, Big and Bouncy. Okay. As well as the, uh, the, uh, the album. So anything else you want to say about that? No. Before we go into the <laughs> rest of them, the, the uh, folks that I've played with in the past, my mm. buds, mm. Have, have described The Who bros. as my bros. Yeah. I have to describe The Who as um, fantastic musicians. Yeah. I will absolutely agree with that. While not like a, like a fan or a Who head, as they're maybe known in some circles, I'm not sure. Ooh. Yeah, there's no way I could put that together with another word. Um, while not like a huge fan, like whenever I hear them, I do appreciate their uh, immense musicianship, um, technically and, and conceptually. Yeah. So you've got John Entwistle on the bass, right? Fantastic bassist. Um, it was in uh, My Generation's a very famous bass solo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I don't know if it's on this list. I mean, no spoilers. Ma, we know we can't spoil it. We've got uh, Mr. Keith Moon. Yes. Which I will go ahead and say, who tragically uh, died early, too mm. young, way too young. Mm. And uh, Robert, uh, Robert, Robert Bobby. Robert Bobby is the uh, the lead singer. Right. <laughs> My mouth takes like 10 minutes to warm up. So last week you had on your computer, um, your your Mac uh, uh -huh. helped you pronounce the names of all the people we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's right. Let's do it again. I, I wasn't going to suggest that, but I was just pointing it out. Robert Barbie? <laughs> I was going to ask, is that why? <laughs> uh, every once in a while, my, my brain is too far ahead of um, my mouth. Yeah. I have the opposite problem. Yeah, here we go again. Here we go again. My mouth runs Assuming that our, our microphones are working this week. Roger Daltrey. Here we go. Daltrey. Okay. Robert Baldwin. Roger Daltrey. You do it in British too, like we did last week. You should, yeah. Which which is the same thing, except it's three thousand miles. Roger Daltrey. Roger Daltrey. So yeah, that's um. There it is. That's that. I can't explain. Number ten. Number nine. Uh, <laughs> eminence and. Yeah, it's a good one. Yep. Um, it's uh, it's it's so there's these top ten. What I like about the top ten list, especially when it comes to a specific uh, band, uh -huh. um, uh, is that it, it really shows a lot of versatility in sound. And because um, number ten, uh, sounds way different from number nine, Eminiscency. Yeah, it's to me this sounds like a well, it's 1982. It's past the, the, the untimely uh, passing mm. of the drummer. Yeah. Um, and they've got Kenny Jones on the drums. But it, to me, it sounds a little bit like uh, Pink Floyd. Yeah, it's got that. Uh, that kind of thing. Something like that. Yeah. Forget how the groove was, but those are the notes. I thought you were playing that today. It's I just I just restrung it, and it's going to constantly go out of tune. This is true. The Who's 1982 album "It's Hard" is not one of the band's favorites. I can tell because I don't think it sounds that great. But I mean, after all that time, mm. and all those quote-unquote hits, mm. uh, this song has continued to be a part of the Who's live shows, and with good reason. Pete Townsend has penned many of the tunes that are on this list. Yeah. The catchy, danceable, and funkier than most of the Who songs. Most of the Who songs are like driving, just relentless. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think this is more laid back, but 
syncopated in that funk fashion, which kind of makes it sound like Pink Floyd that we've heard. Yeah. I like that. He, uh, he criti- the song criticizes the excess of the wealthy, including stockbrokers who worked in the other people's monies. Which, which is ironic because by this point in time, got a lot of money. Millionaires. The irony of, of the rich folk complaining about other rich folk is just too much for me to, to, to handle. I can't handle it. Mm. I don't like to talk about it. It makes, mm. me, uh, yeah. makes me itchy. Right. So that's number nine. Uh, number eight, I Could See For Miles. Okay. This is probably one of the first songs I've ever heard. I remember it was like, it was on a commercial when I was younger. It was like in a Delta commercial. And that's, they, they, they like licensed it. Delta, Delta no, Airlines? Delta, yeah, Delta Airlines. Wow. Or like American Airlines or like one of those airlines. Bob's, Bob's Airlines and Salad Bar. All right, yeah. 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 Whose only top 10 single in the United States, I could see for miles, brilliantly demonstrates the band performing according to um, the top10s.com. Roger Daltrey's menacing vocals, Pete Townsend's ominous guitar, and John Entwistle's counterpoint bass come together with Townsend's amazing writing to create this masterpiece. Yeah. I can see for miles, which is what year? Do we know that? I got it. I'm almost there. 71. No, 67. This is an early one. I don't have it. I thought I had it. 67. And th- there's a there's a there's a thing with a lot of these songs. The the lyrics are actually a big part of their music too. Like when you think about the Beatles, the, the lyrics really aren't a big part of it. It's just not like sometimes it's a bunch of nonsense words put together. Yeah. Um, so of the time. Um, Obladi. Yeah, I think uh, what? Obladi. Obladi. Oblada. Yeah. Yeah. Life goes on. Everybody's got something to hide except for me and my monkey. Yeah, lyrics are often lost on me. I'm not listening. You're not a lyric guy. I'm not typically listening to music for the lyrics. I feel like uh, the music should speak for itself. That being said, there well, are there's certain meaning behind everything. That being said, there's certain um, Bob Dylan, for example, uh, Simon and Garfunkel, like are they're poets, set right. set to music. So you can listen to them and be like, "This is good lyrics." Yeah. But you can't really see outside of that and take and listen to songs for their lyricness. I mean, I, I can lyricability. It's just, it's just that's not the main focus for me. It's rarely the main focus for me when the musicianship is this good. Um, like, but Bob Dylan, like, he would just play, like, chords. He would just, you know, all the time. He's known for his lyrics. Right, yeah. He's by far known more for his lyrics than his guitar playing and singing. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, no, that's, uh, that's, so that's what I listen to. That's what I listen for when I listen to Bob okay. Dylan. Um, oh, I thought you were saying you were listening to the music. No. Oh, okay. No, I, no, no, no. But like Simon and Garfunkel, for example, that's that's some mastery songwriting. Yes. There. No funk though. Not a lot. Oh, you listen to the '86 Central Park album. They got some electric. Garfunkel piano. got some funk in it. Yeah. 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 I've never listened to it. I could see for miles. Uh, so Townsend wrote this song, Mister Seventy-Five-Year-Old, Seventy-Six. How old is he? 75. 75. Wrote this uh, shortly after meeting his future wife, future wife Karen. Wow. Uh, who he immediately hated for thereafter. Oh. Just like every other Karen. Oh, ouch. Not every other Karen. 
Karen Marcus, if you're watching. Yeah, you are watching. You know it. Keep up that ukulele playing. It was a reminder that even though he was on the road, according to the top10s.com, he could still keep an eye on her from miles away. Okay. Isn't that nice? It's kind of like, it's a little, I mean, keep an eye on her from miles away. It's a little creepy. Reminds me of, um, is that the police? Every breath you take? Watching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, if you watched the show last week, uh, was one of the first albums I was given. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah. The song was inspired by jealousy and suspicion mm. that would well up inside of him when he left to chore. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, relationships kind of, they, they, they can merge all sorts of feelings together and yeah, create jealousy. I, I mean... Uh, You're a jealous guy. No, I'm not, but... Um, You've told me in, 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 in passing. No, I haven't. <laughs> For the record. If down the hallway, you just mentioned to me passively, like, I'm a jealous guy. I'm like... I said that? <laughs> Without any prompt? <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Um, I don't know if you're talking to me, you're talking to somebody else. I was probably just talking to myself about, like, you know, just jealous John people. Lennon song, maybe? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the one. Okay. That I was singing, but very uh, monotone. Um, <laughs> what were we talking about? We're I talking had, about I Can See For Miles, number eight. I had a great thought about this. but It's, forget, oh, it's yeah. a little creepy. If you're, if you're a rock star going on tour... Who really should be the worried one in that relationship? Yeah. Uh, the insurance company. Yes. Yeah. And, and uh, not your lawyers, though. Not your lawyers. Your lawyers are, they're waiting. They're Back in, in the, high, the height of all of this stuff, all the rock and roll, the rock star, yeah, I would say the woman at home would, would have a problem, uh, be the most worried about what's happening. I would, I would agree. Although I cannot directly speak to that, I would just surmise that, yeah, if my uh, paramour or spouse were a world-famous rock star, not even just world-famous musician, rock, rock star specifically. But from this era, we're, talking, we're not talking in this era, because I don't understand anything that's happening right now. <laughs> but 30 years, 40 years ago, 50 years ago, this era, yeah. it was... It was, I would I would be worried. I don't know. You're leaving for where? Yeah. You're leaving for three months and we're married. Can we have a prenup? Yeah. No? Right. Okay. So good. I, I every time I hear you do a British accent, I like I wanna jump in and like kinda like do that too. <laughs> but I just I would embarrass myself. Thousands of people or maybe tens of people are throwing are just turned off by my British accent. Especially yes. in, in, in the UK. Yeah. Tens you're, of people. If you're watching from uh, Britain. They, uh, no, they watch. I know they watch because I see the numbers. Oh, wow. Facebook. We can Town's see you for miles. You can see, I can see you from where you are, Johnny, in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. uh, Townsend's guitar was overdubbed in the studio. They rarely played this live because it was impossible to recreate the sound with the one guitar. That's mm -hmm. interesting. Hmm. Townsend is a prolific guitarist. Um, strumming was one of the, the main things, I think, that he brought, like a, like a really powerful strum. And one of its most famous examples of that would be on our next example, I think. Or be on our next song on the list. Yeah, number seven, Pinball Wizard. Right in the, the opening of that song. Oh, I forget. But it's the way that he does yeah. it. Yeah. You mean nails I've broken trying to do that? That kind of like, yeah. Especially when you're like, I mean, the windmill thing especially. You ever try oh, to do that? Oh, yeah, no. Oh, 
that hurts. No, you, I've you done get that wrong. I've done this thing on stage before where uh -huh. I'm like, eh. I can't do it anymore. I'm getting getting up there, but I've done it. <laughs> Did you uh, see Tommy? No. We're not big Who fans. I don't know if you've gathered that by now. It's not that there's anything wrong with that. There's plenty of Who fans out there that could take over for us. Yeah, it's not that I don't think they're bad. There's enough. But do I, when I listen to The Who, or am I like, yeah, no. Except for one song. Pinball Wizard uh, is, a, is, is part of the album Tommy, the first rock opera. So they're, they're groundbreaking in the sense that... Was it the first? When did The Wall According come out? to this paper. When was The Wall? That's late 70s. That was, uh, no, that was later. Oh, okay. 83. Yeah. What's your name? Uh, Greg. Greg knows his stuff back here. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, Greg. We're, we're uh, joined live by a studio audience today. <laughs> by, if you're wondering who I'm talking to off camera. A, a live single studio audience. Uh, 1969. The Wall was 1969? Nope. <laughs> Tommy was 1969. Tommy was released on May 17, 1969. Oh, okay. So that paved the way for the likes of The Wall. The Wall's uh, 79. Oh. You were wrong, friend. Ooh, Greg. You can no longer sit here. Ah. You were, you were doing, so, doing so good. Might have been that the movie was in the early 80s. Yeah, I think that's what I'm thinking of. Okay. <laughs> uh, we famously need fact-checking on this broadcast. Yep. So. Feel free to comment below and say anything you want. I don't care anymore. <laughs> Uh, the, the, the most popular song in the, from the Who's Timeless Concept album. This is actually a late addition to the rock opera, uh, Townsend was advised that the first version of Tommy was too relentless and needed something to lighten up, lighten it up. And thus, this classic song was born, a piece from the classical composer Henry Purcell influenced Townsend for this song, Constant Sense of Motion, for this <sighs> pinball wizard, really? I gotta listen to it really quick. He sure plays a mean pinball. Oh yeah, that part. That part is is what they're talking about. Claimed. What's that? Claimed. Podcast deleted. Yeah. It was one second, but it, it, it's a minor chord. Something like that. Yeah. So. And then uh, no more suspended to the A. No. All right, forget it. Yeah, that's what it is. Cool. <laughs> Spot on. <clears throat> okay. So, um, Tommy is a young man, or the, the, the rock opera Tommy is about a young man who is. I don't know if I can say that in the air. And becomes uh, a pinball champion and gains hordes of adoring fans. He is blind. Yeah, yeah. Oh. But it's described in a way that I don't think uh, I'll probably get canceled. Oh, okay. Oh. Oh. Ooh. The three Ds, per se. We had this conversation last night in my household. That's about not going to cancel. Can that's not going to get you. It's in the lyrics of the song. 
He was hearing impaired. He was visually impaired, and, and he's. Uh, oh, that's what they said. That's the, the the lyrics of the song. Yeah. Uh, they were so ahead of their time in 1969. <laughs> I'm not gonna try it. <laughs> the, but he was uh, differently abled. He differently abled. We had this conversation last night about this, the cancel generation. Mm. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, there there's there's a point to which where actually recently comedians have come out and said like, what's the future of comedy if you can't look in the mirror and laugh at yourself right. anymore? Because there's there's a point where like people are taking some things way too seriously. Obviously, this is outdated. I'm not gonna say that because you know, I do I do uh, feel for people. Yeah. Uh, empathy. Empathy is important. Yeah. Um, I just don't know what to do because, like, I should be able to say that and not, not feel bad about it. What? What? It's the three Ds. Uh, discovery, development, and uh, documentation. Which, if you've been following, is one of the, the pinnacle foundational parts of the Real Brave Method. Yes. And they were talking about that in the song. Yeah. Uh, I know. Is it? Is it? Should I? Should I whisper it off camera? I think. Well, I know what you're talking about. I think just the. The one of the D's is talking to somebody who can't speak. Right. Right? Yes. Because deaf and blind, wait, blind starts with a B. Yeah, the three, D, the three D's and a B. Oh. The two D's and a B. Two D's and a B. <laughs> uh, so deaf and blind are, this is the fine words. Yeah. The third one, I would have had no second thought about it, but now that you bring it up. Uh-huh. <sighs> We should probably just cut tape and uh, retire. Yeah. Uh, resign. We should resign. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure everybody would be okay with that. Number six, love rain over me. Okay. Rain over me. Right. Yep. Famously, Eddie Vedder loves this tune. Covered it a bunch of times. Yeah, yeah. Pearl Jam. Does it, does it justice. Mm-hmm. He also does one of the other songs that are on here. He, uh, Pearl Jam, huge fans of uh, The Who. Okay. Um, Daltrey could be guilty of going overboard with the vocals. He's he's said many a time he's lost his voice. He screams too much, and mm. he's he's that's that's where Vetter gets the uh, from. Oh, okay. Is is that style? And then he brings the ah uh, to it. The uh, lot of R. Yeah. Yeah. Jaws famously locked. Right. Um, it's a perfect example of a man knowing how to rock with emotions without getting too excessive, okay. according to this website. Uh, let's talk about excess, and let's talk about vocalists, and let's talk about Brian Johnson of ACDC. Let's talk about him. Brian Johnson, if you're watching, stop. <laughs> Please. Please. I just... You have a problem with it. I just have such a big problem with just... It, like, I don't want a problem with screaming. Like, I'll listen to the metal and screamo. Well, Daltrey screams. Yeah, and I don't have a problem with Daltrey because he actually, you know, does it in a way that, like, doesn't hurt my spine. Okay. But something about... You just don't like that upper region... I can just, like... Can't do it. It's just so... And for that matter... uh, Getty Lee. Yeah, I'm not a big Getty Lee fan. It's yeah, and they're another band known for their lyrics, and but and, and like people go insane over it and all the meaning behind it, and I don't know. It's, I, as I, soon as I hear him sing, it's like yeah. I, I I didn't mean to just come off as critical just now, but I know I can be openly critical because nobody's watching. <laughs> A couple thousand people watch. Um, people uh, think 
that Quadrophenia is the best album of all time. Um, yeah, and there, there's merit to that. Um, it's been covered uh, by many bands mm -hmm. uh, in live settings for, like, say, for example, a Halloween musical costume where, like, a band would play an entire album by another band. It's kind of a novel idea, but it happens sometimes okay. on Halloween. But yeah. one band in particular does does that. They've done Quadrophenia, they've done Dark Side, they've done White Album, they've done uh, the the Martian, the the Mars people, spiders Mars from Mars. Mars. Spiders from Mars. Spiders from Mars. Z. Are you talking about one band from the East Coast? Yeah, you, you know the New England uh, kind of in the mountains. Yeah. Did you just recently? Purchase tickets for? Yes, I purchased four tickets for two to nights a, to yeah. a specific show. In Atlantic City at the beach venue, August 15, 16, 14, 15, sometime in August. <laughs> it's The Fish from Vermont. So you're saying that they've done a bunch of uh, themed shows? Yeah, so every albums. year, every year on Halloween, okay. they will put, they will, they'll do like one regular set. And then their second set will be what they call a musical costume, where they learn and perform an entire famous album by another band. That's so kind of cool. Quadrophenia is one of them. And they do it justice, I think. I'll be the judge of that. They've done uh, Talking Heads. They've done Quadrophenia. They've done... Uh, Talking Heads? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Talking Heads, another band. I don't understand. Yeah. No, they're, they're a little out there, too. Funky, though. Very funky. Uh, Kevin wants me to go to the show. Yes. And I've told him that I need, I will take, I'm not going to take a rain check, but I need to double check to make sure that I can make it. Right. And so far you have confirmed the first two weeks of August are out. But, but the Sunday. The Sunday the 15th. Could be in play. Could be in play. Yeah. Depends on if we're coming back or not. <laughs> like period? Yeah. I might have to jump out of an airplane. <laughs> uh, yeah. Onto a beach. Yeah. Parasail down right on, right just on like, to the just like Atlantic City I did in Okinawa. Venue. Yeah. Just like it. Okay. <laughs> wow. How old am I? Uh, but Quadrophenia is a great album. Yeah. yeah. Number five, uh, Who Are You? What's the deal with the name of the band? Is it, is it like a play on words? Like if, what's the name of the band? The Who? I think, uh, I no. think it's a, it's a pretty, like in its time, it was a pretty uh, good name for the band because Probably, that's probably exactly that's probably what it was. Out. Oh, that's pretty catchy, though. Yeah, what's the name of the, what's the, name of the band? The Who. The Who? The Who? The Who. Who's on first? Are you, you are messing with me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> are you going to laugh? <laughs> what, what's, what are you doing? I'm having a giggle, mate. Do we have a, we have a history on that, Maddie? Yeah. Um, so that town for that his roommate spent a night considering names, and they wanted it to be like a joke announcement, and other names were No One and The Group and The Hair. But his roommate liked the Who because it had a punch to it. Mm. Okay. Um, the group, I think the band came after the group. But I do see it being a joke name. Uh, I had a yeah, friend. Yeah, I would hope so. Yeah. Um, I had a friend who uh, was in a band um, named Free Beer. Oh, they did that, huh? Yeah. So nice. that when they're. When One of many. When yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> when they went up on the venue at a bar, so it's a free beer. People come and are just immediately disappointed. But immediately disappointed by the music and the <laughs> fact there's no beer. <laughs> the fact that <laughs> beer is five dollars a glass. <laughs> yeah, uh, being in a band, I obsessed 
We obsessed over band names, so much so it was bad. How many band names have you gone through? Uh, one, two, three. Oh, you gotta say them as three. You, as oh, you uh, the first band was Absolute Certainty. Okay. Second band was. Did you ever have like guest uh, performers in that band? Like, so that they could say, like, oh, no. yeah, I'm playing tonight with absolute certainty. No. Oh, man. No, no, no. Did you ever say, I'm playing with absolute certainty? I, I was so enthralled and uh, proud of myself to be in a band in high school yes. that I didn't care about anything else. Is that the picture of you that I've seen uh, in high school, like, on somebody's lawn with a guitar yeah. and, like, absolute bas certainty, basketball yeah. shirts? Yes. <laughs> yeah, basketball No, I was... <laughs> With, I had fake glasses on too. Okay. Apple certainly was was the first band. Sponge is the second band. Sponge, okay. That's we were good name. we were so devastated when the real band Sponge came out of Detroit and uh, became very famous. Right. Uh, third band was uh, Porcelain. Okay. Fourth was Porcelain's got like a very Radiohead vibe to it. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. And I regret to this day, Rob, if you're watching, we should have uh, the first album. We should have um, his wife. Girlfriend at the time, it created like Porcelainville, oh. like a whole album cover. Oh. It was all a whole oh neat town of, and I, I was such an idiot. I should have said yes to that. <sighs> so stupid. Can you imagine where you'd be? Nowhere. I'd be in the same exact spot I am now. Oh wow. I was never meant to be a famous musician. Oh man. Or a magician. Um, uh, what else? Dead Letters, Serene, Mobius Loop. I've seen Serene play. Yes. Live at the uh, the Bitter End uh, fundraiser for After School Rocks. You and dozens of others. It was a great show. Thank you. Um, Real Brave's own Don Albert, I think. Who yeah, he, he guessed uh, guitared. Nice. It was fun. We were a good band. We were a good band. Uh, now that I went, do you want to go on how many band names you had? Yeah. From uh, earliest to most recent, I've been in Low Profile, uh, Neon Phoenix, Oh, that was very introspective. That was like that was the time where you were just like like shoegazer. Are you in a shoegazer band? No, I mean it was more <laughs> classic rock than anything, and that that I guess encapsulated like the like the the chest hair. You guys had chest hair. No, we did not have chest okay. hair. Okay, we're in like eighth grade. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, after that, it was uh, Plumbus. Um, That's a thing on Rick and Morty. That is a yeah. I think it's Plumbus, right? Yeah, years years later, everybody's got a Plumbus. <laughs> How Are you is okay it made? with this? Okay, um, but this Plumbus, is what this is what we do, by the way. Uh, okay. Plumbus is a real word. It's an adjective to describe something that's made of lead, um, whose uh, element name is plumbum in Latin. Um, so we were a rock band. I think I forget how that came, uh, but Dan Bergman came up with that. You met him. Um, and it stuck uh, for a couple of years until we all graduated. Uh, and also, uh, Schwagadelics. Schwagadelics. Before we go on, <laughs> before we go on, so I looked up plumbuses. <laughs> How is it made? Everyone has a plumbus in their home. <laughs> First, they take the dinglebob right. and they smooth it out right. with a bunch of schleem. Okay. The schleem is then repurposed for later batches. Right. <laughs> so we never got to the schleem stage, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we get to get to the stage at Rampo Indian Hills High School. The first time I saw that, I almost died. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Because they do such a good, uh, that's like how it's the how it's made on yeah, Discovery yeah, Channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, and it's such like a take on like those stupid shows. Um, and I didn't know what I was getting myself into. And I, that was like one of the first shows I saw. And I was like, I couldn't breathe. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> Other people were probably like, what is, what is, what are you talking about? 
Uh, so to continue. Uh, Schwagadelics. Uh, that, that was, was like your more kind of like you're getting into like more music and like we're really good yeah. stage. Yeah, yeah. the Schwagadelics. Okay. Uh, it was a short-lived band, but we had one our senior year, uh, Battle of the Bands. Um, we played three songs, uh, uh, Sgt. Peppers into Gumbo by The Fish from Vermont, which I had arranged a full horn section for. Ah. Um, and then Money by Pink Floyd. Ah, yes. but you didn't end with the song you insist on ending with. And you insist it's the show ender of all time. What? Uh, hey Jude. Oh no, but it is a solid closer. Okay. Uh, next. Uh, Everybody's just on the edge of their seats right now. Past that was the Kevin Bagar Quintet, and that was at Moravian College ooh, 10 years ago. And since then? You are due for a band, my friend. I am. A band of heroes, um, all dressed in. Skirts. I mean, since then it's been like real brave gigs. Yeah. Like we did the Erskine Lakes Property Owners, okay. Owners Association. Uh, they have brave. air conditioning now. Do they really? Yes. Wait, you played at Alcoa? I worked there. Yeah, I, we did. Uh, uh, Hilltop. They did like the benefit. Dude, I was probably there. That's funny. You might have been. I got I got video of that. That was a good show. That was a lot of fun. Sweaty. Oh my god, it was so sweaty. So sweaty. So hot. Uh, are you done with your band names? Yeah, I think that's it. Are you satisfied? Here's some more. Uh, we're, we're getting into the top four now, right? Mm -hmm. Did Who Are You? Yes. Uh, did we? I'm, I, I got lost. Yeah. Oh, we did. OK. Number four, My Generation. People try to put us down. I know that those are the chords. I don't think so either. I thought for so long this is a Rolling Stone song. Ah! Yeah. I did not know it was a The Who song. Generation chords. Uh, talking about my generation. Yeah, G, G, F, F. Yeah, da, 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 da. People try to put us down. Just because they get around. Is now my generation? Cool. Released in 1978. Uh, this no, that's a name. Rolling Stone's 11th greatest ro uh, rolling uh, rock and roll song of all time. My generation captures a, a raw sense of youthful rebellion. Yeah, uh, it's one of those songs that they knew was going to be a, a timeless classic hit because my generation can apply to any generation. Um, back yeah. then, it was applying to uh, what is now the, the baby, baby boomers. boomers generation. Yes. Uh, remember that time when Jessica uh, called me a baby boomer? No, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> uh, I know that you're Gen X. And, I am Gen uh, X, very much so. Um, I, I'm a millennial myself, and... Uh, Everything I know, I learned from YouTube. Okay. Yeah. The uh, I hope I die uh, before I get old has become a mantra for every youth culture. I don't know. I don't know about that. I think Gen Z is just saying, I hope I die. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> right, am I right? Am I wrong? Okay, cool. So I, would, I would think like the Gen X. We, we, we brought like the... Uh, 
the the morbidity to music. Okay, yeah. You know, like you know the all the stupid bands, the Creeds and all the idiots like that. Yeah. So they're more like we brought in that like I'm you know my daddy's you know not here, my mommy's not here. Right. And uh, so Gen X is like music of the late seventies, eighties, yeah. but early like 90s. our music when we were like in our twenties and thirties, when we when we took over rock and roll, right, was partly hair metal, mm-hmm. and but it was partly also grunge. grunge, yeah, yeah, mostly grunge, yeah. That's when I was eighteen. Yeah, we saved music. Yeah, and, we, and then we killed it. And then you killed my it. bad. And uh, your generation demolished it. Thank you. Oh, no, it could be coming back, actually. It, you know, yeah. yeah the, the wolf, some cool stuff happening. The Wolfpack is cool. I new. like that. Yeah. How old are they? They're millennials, aren't they? They're younger than me, yeah. Mm. I like Billie Eilish. She's very sad, but I think, I think it's some interesting stuff going on there. Yeah. She's very young. What is she, 19? Something like that? Who cares? Gen Zers in the house? You're supposed to know this stuff. Yeah, you're supposed to be like, oh, sh-. yeah, she's 19. You. I probably shouldn't know that. Um, whatever. Number three, Behind Blue Eyes. I have brown eyes, so I don't know what it's like behind blue eyes. Oh, I do. Uh, you have sparkling blue eyes. I've, I've seen them many times. It's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's good. Crystal clear, sparkling blue eyes. But stare into the They're in day. such high demand, like I gotta constantly be on guard for eye thieves poaching outside my apartment with those melon ballers. Yeah, gotta look out. Yeah, they, they fetch a high price in the black market. Who has the, uh, the blue eyes in your family? Uh, be me and my mom. Okay. That's it. Your dad have uh, brown eyes? Brown eyes. Really? Yep. My brown eyed boy? My sisters and my brother have brown eyes, yeah. Melissa has green eyes. Interesting. Yes. Hey. I have brown eyes. I ruined it. All my kids have brown eyes. Blew it. We blew it. <laughs> I blew it. Uh, one of the Who's most covered songs, 1971's Behind Blue Eyes, exemplifies Townsend's, again, Townsend has written all this. He should be the Who. I mean, like, Daltrey sang all the songs, but did he do anything? I don't know. Is he like the Taylor Swift of, no, she wrote songs, I guess. Is she the, some cover, is he the, who is Daltrey in this band? He's just a singer. Yeah. Does he write any songs? Does anybody know that? Uh, I think he wrote, he was a lyricist. I think Townsend wrote most of the lyrics. Yeah, it's the, the majority of the work was by The sweet, sad melancholy of the, uh, melancholy of the opening ultimately turns angry. Brr. Powerful. No one knows what it's like to be Daltrey. To be a singer who doesn't write any songs. Somebody's getting very angry at me right now. Pete Townsend has explained that he's never behaved like a typical rock star when he is on tour, according to, to the words here. Never behaved like a rock star, while especially he's on when he came to uh, certain groups of ease. Yeah. And uh, which he tried to avoid. Well, that's how he has lasted this long. Yeah, he says it was a run-in with a group of E's. <laughs> a group of what? E's? A group? A group of E's? Oh, oh, group. Oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. Is that? That was the impetus for this song. Oh, interesting. So what did he do? He's like, what you guys doing? <laughs> Uh, I guess we can revisit that uh, 
who should be more uh, concerned when your rock star husband goes out on tour if he was a if he was a good good boy i guess yeah. i actually think an anecdote of that song was that he was like praying that he would have the willpower to not cheat on his wife with a groupie i read it on if you have to track. pray for the willpower to not cheat on your wife should you be married in the first place yeah you know, that's that's a it's a value set that you got to bring into a relationship, I guess. True. He was depending on God to figure out that relationship. God has been <laughs> Jesus, saved. Jesus, take the wheel. Yeah. God has saved many a relationship. Uh, so that's behind blue eyes. Amazing song. What can I say? It's uh, definitely pretty awesome. 1971. So that's uh, 50 years ago. <sighs> Man, uh, number two won't get fooled again. Cynicism has never sounded as good as it does on Won't Get Fooled Again, according to... Did we skip one? I think we did. Did we skip Who Are You? I think we did. Briefly, I... the first and last time I heard that song was on the intro to uh, CSI. Not CSI Miami. Yes. But the original CSI, Who Are You? Yeah, there was the opening song, wasn't yep, it? Yep, yep. But now CSI Miami with David Caruso has got this one won't get fooled again. So who are you? We, did, we definitely skipped it because I didn't read any of this stuff. Uh, who are you was number five. Sorry about that. Uh, and it was the last song um, recorded before Keith Moon's death. Wow. Keith Moon was a maniac. He thought uh, um, guy from Led Zeppelin was crazy. But yeah, this guy was insane. Mm. Uh, won't get fooled again. So yeah, uh, huge. Another uh, huge chord. Yeah! Yeah, screaming. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's who are you? That's who are you? Won't get fooled again. Uh, I'm just repeating myself. Won't get fooled again. Won't we'll see if we again. can uh, get uh, flagged. Mariah Carey. I'm. Th we're doing that. Mariah 100%, Carey. Because I won't be here for a, a bit. Okay. Um. Yeah. Meet the new the new boss. Same as the old boss, Kevin. Part of some some of the lyrics there. So, w with his lyrics, he's talking about experience, but he's also telling stories. You know, like uh, uprising, um, anger in a generation. Uh, talks about love, love lost, love gained. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I have a good friend who's like really, really into the Who because of of, of the lyrics and what they mean. Okay. And of course, the music. Keith Moon's an insane drummer. You ever listen to him like like just go off like what he actually does in the drum set? No, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You really listen to it. He's like all over like the place. Like he's never really playing a beat. He's just kind of just like a dun, 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 psh, psh, you know like he's, right. And then he's, he plays a beat for a little bit, goes off. John yeah. Bonham was just like a beast on mm -hmm. the on like the kick drum yeah. and what he did with like long fills. Right. But Keith Moon was just all over the place of what he did. Yeah, you, and you hear that in this song. A lot of those fills. Um, Definitely, and again, this speaks to the just the the, the technical ability of each member of the band. Um, skills to be envied, mm -hmm. but skills to be learned with us through PracticePad. That's right. If you go to practice-pad.com, you can sign up for lessons and uh, learn with that guy. Yes, it's like a good little mini plug. I like that. Yeah, we're down to number one. Oh man. Wow. That went quick. All right. We got to keep these a little shorter. Sure. And uh, when we have other stuff planned. We do? No. When we do. Oh, when we do, yes. This song 
is definitely one of my favorite songs of all time. And it's like, it's probably the only reason why I like this band. Uh, Townsend intended this song to be a, a comment on the dangers of excess, yet its uh, refrain became a celebratory rallying cry instead. Mm -hmm. So of course this is none, none other than Bob O'Reilly. Right. Which, um, yes, excellent song. Strange name for a song. He, uh, it comes from his, where, where um, from? He, he followed somebody named Mayor Baba. Okay. He was a uh, spiritual uh, guru. And, um, was he Irish? I, I don't know. I, I do not know anything about that. Uh, but what, this is one of the first times a keyboard synthesizer was used yeah. to form the rhythm of a rock song, rock song rather than employing it as a lead instrument. Right, yeah. Uh, the beep, 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 yeah. something like yeah. It's in... Uh, something no, like that. No, it's not in the right key. Um... This has it as uh, ukulele. Mm-hmm. You gotta know how to. You gotta know what to search for. Bob O'Reilly keyboard PDF. Ah, boom. Got it. It starts at the. There we go. D A G C. I can't read this. Something <laughs> like that. Oh, right, because it's got like a lot of delays. But my favorite part of that is. Yeah. Over that. It's, it's so awesome. Can you do it? Yeah. You see, like, uh, bands see that? Like, uh, Pearl Jam did a great version of that live once. I, like, almost lost my mind. Mm. It's just it's just such a cool thing because you have that drone going on. Yeah. And then you have those chords happening. Mm -hmm. And, like, the bassist is kind of laying back. Mm -hmm. And then you got the drums. It's a, it's a really good um, example um, of um, such texture. A great, such a great song. Yeah. Um, it's anthemic. But it's also, again, just like very well written, always well performed. Um, and yeah, it's a great example of like uh, those drone textures that you don't really, it's not often the keyboards roll, it's more a bass roll. Um, but uh, yeah. Yeah, love it, love it, love it. Great and team. 100% their greatest song. Definitely one of my favorite songs of all time. I don't know where that lists. So I think we need to do that one day. Top 10 songs or top five songs. Mm. Of all time, that's a tough list. It's a very objective list. Well, like, that's what I mean. Yeah. Okay. Or subjective. Yes. Or objective. The objective is to make a subjective list. Right. All right. Cool. And uh, Bob O'Reilly might be on there. Who knows? I I performed it a couple times live too. It's it's such a energetic song for like a. You know what else the song what? that is? 
หนึ่งสองอีสัตว์มาเกรกเกรกไม่เข้าใจเกรกไม่เข้าใจว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่เกิดขึ้นเขาบอกว่าอะไรที่